This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. So I want to ask everybody, I just want you to think about this, you know, Outside of being completely obsessed with certain things in our life, like age, we just, we're just like over the moon about it. But this show is not about that. The next thing under the radar we think about is how we look. But there are some things we think we never have control of, ever. We never think that we're going to be able to have control of a few things. And somehow in our psyche, we've come to believe that well, Tamim, Habib, Tamim Hamid is joining me here today. Doctor, Dr. Hamid is joining me here today because what would you think? Just, I'm just asking you, what would you think if you knew a NASA biomedical engineer working at Kennedy Space Center invented a device that could regrow hair? Why? Because it's on our mind all the time. I mean, all you need to think about is go go listen to the commercials. Every I'm telling you, we are now moving into a new obsession and it is about hair. Because here's the thing that I want to say to everybody. There are things we absolutely believe we have no control over. But today, innovative, groundbreaking, breakthrough, um, solution-based, out of the box, that's what the good doctor has done, prevented us from having to be completely obsessed now for the rest of our lives that we are going to be stuck with whatever we're stuck with on our heads. That is an obsession that we have had for so, so very long. But today, what is this invention? How did this amazing, amazing innovator create it? And what can we learn about it? It's so great to have you here. Dr. Hamid, it's so great to have you here today. Now, look, you must know this already, but you, you must also know that out of everything we look at for our bodies, like the weight, the loss, that all of that, we've got stuff for our skin, but the hair loss has been elusive. It has been that thing that we look at and we're like, oh, no. Oh no, it's just gonna, it's, we, I'm just gonna lose it, right? Am I correct on that? Absolutely. So thank you very much, Dr. Pat, for having me on this show. Um, you're absolutely right. I mean, um, when, especially with hair loss and hair growth, it's been associated with uh, a lot, even back a couple hundred years ago, people were trying to come up with inventions and solutions and uh, i would say you know they're they're concoctions um all kinds of stuff i want to ask you this question 
I love this story. You know, you and I come from interesting backgrounds. Yours is at NASA, mine is at Bell Labs. And those two organizations are really just a hair away. Oh, no pun intended. But yeah. just a hair away from each other in terms of innovation. Right. You know, I mean, I mean, let me ask you, you this question. Are you like many of us that has looked around and said, is, is this really true? We can't do anything about this. I mean, you must see the people, the commercialists on television that just struggle with hair loss. Mm -hmm. And yet when you go to see a physician or a doctor, you know what they say? They say, oh, you're getting old, right? Yeah. What, what got into your heart that made you take this on? What happened? Okay, great. Well, I've been, uh, you know, a laser expert for about 38 years. And uh, one of the things um, I went back to is the first principle of light. Light is what gives us energy uh, and, and makes this world happen and does what it does, right? Without light, we would not, none of us would be here where there'd be no food, there'd be no plants, there'd be nothing, no humans. So when you look at light as the energy source for everything that we do, everything is made out of light, everything. So everything you do, this, you know, this whole, this whole, the Zoom conference, for example, is made out of light. Everything yeah. we do is light, right? So if you go back to first principles of light and you apply that to hair follicles, that's how we get how we stop hair loss and how we regrow back your hair. And I, I explained that in the book very thoroughly and very simply yes. because it's all physics, right? Light and um, physics go hand in hand. So that's what I did in this book is try to explain how light does it because people come at it from different angles, right? People come from pharma, uh, from the pharma angle, some people come at it from a massage, acupuncture, all kinds of different uh, angles, but none of them really work. This is the only one that's FDA cleared. So now this is the third FDA cleared solution that it's never been done before. There's minoxidil, of course, that was invented by accident for a vasodilator. Then there is uh, finasteride, which is a anti-antigen. And now there's light for your hair. Yeah, I am so excited about this. And let me tell you why. When I got to the when I got the interview sheet on this, I was jumping up and down. And let me just give you three reasons why. In 2004, I came down with a mystery disease. Mm. And I, let me just call it that because I was diagnosed with every possible thing yeah. on the planet except cancer. Mm. But I couldn't get cured in conventional ways only. And when I was introduced to, for lack of a better word, light therapy, let me just call it that, for lack of a better word, because we have so far advanced this now. Mm -hmm. I looked at it and I thought, really? I, I mean, honestly, I really? And yet I started to heal. Now, fast forward to where we are today. What I love about your book is you just don't come out and say, this is it. You have done and analyzed this. You have analyzed pretty much everything out there, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's I mean, right. that's what your book is doing. It's not just like here it is. You've looked at what's out there, what's working, and what's not. Tell me what you found. Well, what I found out is is very simple. That if 
about half the population today, half, exactly half the population in the world, out of all the 8 billion people, half of us are allergic to a fungus that sits on top of your head. The same fungus that is on your feet, and it's called athlete's foot. If you have that same uh, fungus on your groin, it's called, you know, for yeast or jock uh, itch or whatever. Yes. And women with large breasts that that have this also has uh, this particular fungus. And on top of the head um, is the same fungus. So that fungus, our bodies are allergic to it. It causes severe reaction. And one of them is hair loss. Now, this is so interesting what we're finding out about fungus, right? Mm -hmm. I That's mean, right. it really is. I mean, it is the kind of thing that you would look at somebody and say, really, we didn't know that. But yes, we didn't know that. And I was reading some of the, the things other people said, like the former CEO of Bosley. I was just like, okay, let me see. Let me see what John's got to say about it. Mm -hmm. And I was looking at this and he's, John's very clear about what he's saying about you. He, he, gives you accolades for uncovering everything. Like there's no rock that you didn't leave unturned and you've come out of the gate and you did this. You also did this and written, have written this book in a way that's both scientific and yet the average person can read it and get it. And I wanted to ask you this, you explain why it works. That has to be for me when I think about you and I see you here today and you've written this great book. I wonder what it was like being you. I can imagine you in a lab and I wonder what it's like being you discovering this. Let's talk about that discovery because most discoveries, maybe they come overnight, but this had to be a journey for you. Absolutely. The first goal that I had was like everybody else. I wanted to grow back hair, right? That was like the most obvious. But what I found out is, and through trials and attributions, that I learned that a certain wavelength of light, a certain color, and I and you can replace wavelength for color. That's the same, you know, technical meaning. Yes. So a certain color of light actually stops your hair loss that's what i discovered so that that particular color for whatever reason stops your hair loss by accident and i did that all by accident it wasn't by design but i love this though i mean i had the opportunity to grow up in an environment of bell labs with arno penzias you know mr big bang Right, later right. When it, right, Arno. And mm -hmm. I, I, I say this respectfully because he was the kind of person like you. He was the kind of person that I'm a young, I'm 17. So I just mm -hmm. want to put it in perspective for a minute. And so he would have bagels every Friday. Right. And we'd go at bagels and I called him the bagel guy. I mean, honestly, Nobel Peace Prize. But when he talked about things, he talked about them to discuss them the way you did. And both of you have something in common, highly innovative outcomes, mm -hmm. highly, what's the word? When I think about what you've done, all I can think about is my own head. Mm -hmm. Let's start there. And how do we get this? How do I find out more? What can I do? 
I just want to say this to you, and I'd like you to address it. Almost everything out there, every message out there is one of gloom and doom when it comes to hair. Is that what you found? Well, yeah. One of the things that I really couldn't get through my mind is that, you know, my father, my father's a physician, my grandfather's a physician, all my uncles are physicians, two of my kids are men in, in medicine as well. And I asked everybody, why do people lose their hair? I kept on asking them. And one of the things I learned back when I worked for a Japanese company is called the five whys. And the five whys really basically says, if you can answer all five whys, you know what the exact solution is to that problem. So I asked, I asked them all, I said, why do people lose their hair? And the first was that, well, because it's genetic. So then that was the first why. So we go to the second why. So why do people have genetics that makes them lose their hair? And there was so what's well, called uh, endogenic alopecia, and it's uh, we don't know from where. So they could only answer two whys, and there was three whys left to go because they wouldn't be able to answer all the way down why does people lose their hair. So it was uh, that that kind of drove me to answer all five whys of hair loss. That's what drove me to resolve this particular problem. Thank you so much for doing that because I love how forward-looking this is. Let's talk for a minute, but before we do, I wanna just stop for a minute. I want people to find out, how do they find out more about you? How do they get the book? How do they find out on your website? Give them everything so they know how to connect with this and, and get the inside scoop like I have. Okay, great. Well, you can buy my book from Amazon, Kobo, Apple, or Barnes and Noble, and you can go through my portal, my author's website, it's called growitback.com growitback.com and you can download the book there and also we have a video i have another uh, bonus video that you can also get to 10 minutes on really the basics of how this works really uh very you know all the questions that people ask me that i put it all in a 10 minute video I love it. And, you know, I want to just say to everybody that when you go there, I mean, the book, Grow It Back, everything you're doing, doctor, this covers pretty much, I believe, every aspect of hair growth and loss and hair treatments and LPT, which we're going to talk about. But I want people to know that this is just not one of those books that you go to that kind of broad, broad brushes the topic, mm -hmm. not here. All right. L-P-T. I have to tell you, when I first heard anything about laser, anything, having come from Bell Labs, I know a lot about lasers, right? Yeah, right. But when I heard that here, I thought, of course, I mean, my brain went, of course, because I knew what late, certain laser therapy was able to do to heal my body, to heal certain things. But many people, even today, doctor, when they hear laser anything, they don't understand it. So I would love for you to break it down and talk about what laser phototherapy is because it's a little bit different and it really does have to do with, I don't know, for lack of a better word, frequency, whatever you want to call that. Okay. Let's talk about this and talk about how it works. Absolutely. Well, Laser phototherapy, and people do get scared of the word. They laser. do. They I know. Understand what that means, but I'm going to give you another analogy, which is better because 
I think if you look at where the hair follicle is, if you want to go deep into the human tissue, right? Because hair is about five millimeters down and the scalp is a very thick structure. So in order to do that, only laser light can go penetrate. Now, think of laser light almost like a uh, hypodermic needle, right? So uh, the needle is used to go deep into the uh, scalp and then the medicine inside of it, what's inside the syringe is the light at 680 nanometers. So we, we actually inject the light via the needle, which is the laser. So you can't use, for example, uh, LEDs or, or uh, your, your headlights on your car, <laughs> anything <laughs> like that. It has to be able to go down very deep into the structure of the scalp. And that's the only reason we use scalp, uh, the, the laser to go in the scalp because it has no heat, it has no pain, it has, you can't even feel it because laser light stays coherent, it stays the same all the way down to the hair because any other light would disperse very quickly and not be effective. And I think that's a very important thing for people to know. I mean, we're so far beyond anything you've seen in the any James Bond movie about this. Um, but also, you know, we're talking about how to go to the next level and put this in the hands of people, right? right. You, you know, you're writing a book, you're explaining it, but you, you know, it's very clear to me, you want this to go beyond the book. You want people to get things in their hands, right? And what is the pathway to get there? Do you, you know what I'm saying? I remember sitting in front of doctors and being at the point where I could do nothing but trust them, right? Dr. Nusheen Darvish, amazing woman, amazing woman. And along the way, we, we did so many innovative things, but my introduction to the early, let me, let me say early laser therapy is very different than what we have today, I believe. Is that, am I correct on that? Can you absolutely. talk to that, please? Yes, absolutely. I mean, when I started with lasers 38 years ago, 40 years ago, when I was in my lab, all these lasers were in lab equipment that we had. It was all spread out on a table. And, and today, these same lasers with the same power output, with the same fluence and the same dosage that you, it, they're about the size of, of, of a peanut, you know, and, and so getting that technology all the way from a tabletop size down to a peanut is taken a lot of uh, effort. We grow our own lasers right here, for example, I grow right here in Silicon Valley and that took several years that was probably the mo the hardest thing i did was grow my own lasers for three or four years <laughs> and that was a challenge all by itself but of course you have to you have to do i mean the look it's one thing to write a book right it's another thing we can all write i mean any anybody like all of us that are researchers we've researched we've written we've published we but then what do we do about it? And I want to yeah. talk about what you've created. I want to talk about Theradome for a minute, sure. if I could, because it's it was exciting to know what you're doing. But then I was like, well, where do I go? How do I, you know, what do I get? Where can I get it? And that's always the missing piece. But you've covered that. So growing lasers, creating something we could do. How did you come to that place and tell us about it, please? So absolutely, exciting. absolutely. So when I learned how to grow lasers that was at the right wavelength, I then looked at 
how do I put this in at work so it grows, it stops people's hair loss and grows people's hair back? Well, I the only form that it can do it in is was in a helmet kind of type of structure. So I put about 80 lasers um, because I didn't want it to be too hot and I didn't want it to be too weak. So putting 80 lasers on a helmet type device, which is comfortable and allowing people to only use this twice a week because you don't need that much energy. You know, just like you go out and get vitamin D, you don't need a lot to go in the sun every day to get vitamin D, especially oh. during this cloud. Now, you only need a few minutes of, of light therapy. And by doing that, we're able to um, stop hair loss and regrow back your hair. And I can I can say that this device right here that I invented, um, uh, I had I had a lot of questions. I've had thousands and thousands of questions. So I, that's when I started writing the book about it because I was figuring that let me answer some of those questions. But now um, a few years later, we are getting close to 90 million treatments worldwide in 57 countries. So this is not just uh, a theory or a book. We have this in 57 countries around the world. You know, I want to talk about this for a minute because there is, I've, I've been doing this 20 years, so I've, you can only imagine how many people I've interviewed. And a lot of times we'll have a conversation, but there's no end solution for people. But mm. you've actually developed this. Um, and so people can, of course, they can go get your book, but they're going to want to do something about it. What is the best website for them to find out how they can get the treatment? Yes, absolutely. My product um, website is called theradome.com, theradome.com, T-H-E-R-A-D-O-M-E.com. And that is where the product is sold. And the grow back, of course, is the where the book is. And we always advise people when they start losing their hair, they, they start going after supplements or new shampoos or anything. What I recommend is stop right there. You don't need to do anything. Laser light will solve it, especially the earlier you get it, the, the better the results. So as soon as you do that, within three weeks, you'll stop losing your hair. That's what we guarantee. And losing your hair, stopping to losing your hair is probably more important than anything there it is. is. It is. Because growing it back takes a little bit longer, but one um, one average is about, according to American uh, Dermatology Association, uh, it takes about um, it, 150 hairs a day. That's how much people lose. And we can stop that right away within a few weeks. That's what I always tell people. Please stop your hair loss right away. So then at least you can grow back later. I was talking to somebody in preparation for this and they were asking the question and let me ask you, uh, yes, let's recap. Stopping the hair loss, you need to do that. You just need to stop it. And then we're talking about thickening and increasing the strength and the quality. And you're very clear on the website. You say, look, once you stop it, it's going to take four to six months. Of course it is. You yeah. didn't lose it overnight. Um, and, and yet you also talk about uh, the fact that Theradome has FDA cleared safe and effective medical grade. Is that correct? That's right. We wow. are FDA cleared. Yes. Wow. I mean, this is quite an accomplishment. 
Thank you. It was uh, this is my eleventh product uh, with the FDA, so I know them very well. <laughs> and um, it was uh, it's always it's always interesting to introduce new concepts and new products with the FDA. But they did really well. I mean, they, we worked with them very nicely. Yeah. And it took a little bit of time, but it was all worth it. It is. And it does take time because yeah. they have. And that's the reason I brought it up. It does take time. And the reason that I bring it up is because you have gone through every aspect of scrutiny I can imaginable, I would I would think. I can't imagine if I'm you how many times you had to make changes. But the other thing is I want to ask you about is we still have to dispel the myths. We still have to address questions that they come up. Um in the writing of the book and the discovery, what did you discover, one, that you didn't know, if you could think of something like that? And right. then did that discovery help us today dispel the myths, the things we've been told about here? I'm just curious. Basically, did you learn anything in the way, in the way to becoming you? <laughs> right. Well, well, again, the one thing, the one thing that really is important, uh, I think, that I learned is that keeping your dandruff at bay. You know, if you have dandruff, you will lose your hair. That is one thing I learned about about this whole process. Yeah. So if you have dandruff you have to address it right away because what, what it does is that the laser helps with regrowing and stopping your hair loss, but dandruff is not something that the laser can control. So using an anti-dandruff um, shampoo and the, the very specific ones that doesn't have any sulfates or SLS or phthalates or, or any kind of silicones or any kind of type of, um, you know, uh, caustic ingredients would damage the scalp even more. Yeah. So number one, the thing I learned the most is really stop your dandruff right away. And and if you do that, that will help a lot. And then using laser phototherapy on top of it, just it's, it's unbeatable if you yeah. can get it right away. Yeah. And, you know, I want to just say this for a lot of people that are listening to the show. Um, you may not have dandruff. That's okay. You just start, you just start the treatment. Uh, and, and this is really the takeaway. I, I know we've spent a lot of time. I want to thank you for your time. Uh, before I ask you my last question, uh, again, let's have the websites for the book, but also for Theradome. Let's please make sure people know the research, the information, and then the solution. Exactly. Well, my book, which I try to write for fifth grade level, I try to make did sure a good that job. everybody can read it. Uh, it's uh, on sale right now for 99 cents. And I'm trying to get it out to as many people uh, about the information. We're not making any money from this book, but it, for 99 cents, you can get it at growitback.com. And my device is, um, it's also in Costco. It's everywhere around in 4,600 clinics worldwide. And that's at theradome.com, T-H-E-R-A-D-O-M-E. And did you just, wait, wait, let me just double check what you said. Where can you get Theradome? Where can you get that? Uh, you can get it at Costco. and Really? And yeah, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. That's how you know you've arrived. In case <laughs> you didn't know, doctor, I just <laughs> want to tell you. Um, the other thing I want to say to people is this book, uh, I, may I comment? Of course. A lot of books. 
thousands of people in 20 years. Many of the books that I get and the books that I read, and by the way, I've read your book, there's not enough time for me to ask all the questions I need to ask you. So we'll have to do that again. But I want to tell everybody out there, take a look at the ratings of this book. Take a look at what people are saying. And by the way, there's a Kindle edition. For those of you that are out there that are anti, I'm having the paper thing happen, you, you can get the Kindle. I get the Kindle. I love the Kindle. I read it when I want. I read it for this. And I'm reading the book again. But the other thing I want to say to people out there, you have done all the work, doctor. Mm -hmm. And what I love about you doing all the work, I don't have to. Uh, you have put the sweat, the inspiration into life's work. Now, I'm sure I could ask you a lot of questions about NASA, but I'm much more interested about the book, the research and the solution. And I commend you for all of that because I do know what it's like to have a vision and a dream. And you don't get there by sleeping. <laughs> No, no, not, not for sure. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, my, my father being an oncologist, I, I definitely have uh, seen a lot of patients, you know, lose their hairs and, and all that. that. That takes an effect, you know, how, what my motivation was with NASA and, you know, knowing lasers. All that makes, it all kind of gels together for whatever reason. It does. That's who I am, you know? Yeah, it does gel together. I mean, yeah. who would have thought that many years ago, having bagels with a gentleman called Arno Penzias would inspire me, first of all, to go back to school. Mm. And secondly, to understand, the, to bridge the gap between humanity and science. And see, this Absolutely. is what you're doing. This is the gap you're bridging. Well, science is, is definitely here to stay. And it's going to get yeah. better and better as we go along. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to hear and see what's next you're going to be developing with this, because there needs to be more. Last question. What's your personal message, doctor? What would you like to leave us with today? Well, my message is definitely light is our friend, right? At the end of the day. And I encourage everybody to, to go out there at least 15 minutes a day out in the sun. And if you're not exposing anything, uh, and you know, like if you don't want your face to be tanned or, or it just it shows some parts of your leg, because I'm a big fan of light and we need light and people don't take that for, especially during COVID, doing all the people didn't get enough light. And I'm a big, big uh, fan of light. So please get some light and read my book while you're, you're, you're taking in some light. Yes. And, um, the other thing I want to mention, we can't say this enough. The FDA has done the work. I, okay, I lied. I do have one more question. Go I ahead. don't know if you can share it. Uh, of course. What's next for you? Well, in chapter 18 of the book, the last chapter, I actually go and tell you all the projects that we work on yep. with light. And one of them is, an, is actually uh, very exciting for um, cognitive aspects. So we can take the helmet and apply it for TBI, traumatic brain injury, or actually uh, dementia, and those kind of type of, and also the reverse of that. For example, if you want to get smarter, you can actually apply laser light onto your brain and excite the brain cells, all the mitochondria. And there's a lot of mitochondria in brain cells, trust yes. me. It's the most power packed 
So each each cell has has got a lot of mitochondria, but brains have the most. So if we can stimulate that, that would be that would make us a lot smarter than we are today. Yeah. First of all, thank you for that. I needed to ask you because I did read a little bit about what you were up to. The last thing I want to say is thank you so much for putting diagrams, pictures, and imagery in the book. It is so helpful. And and thank you for not compromising on the science either. Mm. I hope you'll come back. Yes, of course. It's been an honor being on your show. I can't wait to get me one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Definitely. Well, you don't you certainly don't need it, but it's always good to <laughs> thicken your hair, right? It is always good. Thank you so much, Doctor, for joining me. For those of you out there out there, please, you know how to get a copy of the book. I just want to say to everybody when you're thinking about this and you're thinking about, well, how do I find out more? I'm telling you, uh, theradome.com is one way to do it. Take a look at what the technology is. The book, as I said before, is Grow It Back, and it is on Amazon and everywhere else. If you do have accounts that allow you to get a, um, let me just say, a, a Kindle or something like that, it's an amazing book to read. Uh, I, can I ask you one other question? Of course. Can I give you another assignment? Yes, go ahead, please. I'm all, all for assignments. I'm ready for the audio book. Yes, it's it's in the works, actually. Okay, I hope it's in your voice, because you're amazing. (laughs) Thank you. Well, you know, I I, I forgot to mention that we we did get number one uh, bestseller worldwide in Barnes & Noble. Yes. We got got also Amazon, and we have a few other awards that we just attained. So it's very exciting to be able to share information and make it apply applicable for, as a step-by-step guide for people. That's that's what, if I can make a step-by-step guide so people can stop their hair loss and lose and grow back their hair, that, I've, I've accomplished yeah. my mission in life. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? That's what you did. You made it available for people at all levels, but the last thing I wanna say, you didn't compromise the science. Thank you so much, doctor. Many blessings to you. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. And I can't wait till you come back on and help me with some other treatment I need. Oh yes, of course. (laughs) I'd love to, I'd love to. Thank you, Pat, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Let's take a short break, we'll be right back. Thank you. This is Mark Anthony. I'm the Psychic Lawyer, also known as the Psychic Explorer, and I'm proud to be teaming up with Dr. Pat Vasily for our show, The Psychic and the Doc, your practical paranormal power unleashed. And on this show, all subjects are on the table and no topic is taboo. Tune in, and better yet, call in Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Are you ready to create your marvelous life? As women, we can feel the pressure to make sure everyone else is okay before we take care of ourselves. That needs to stop. Hi, I'm spiritual coach Lori Jonas, and I'm empowering women to unleash their authentic selves and live marvelously. It's time to get clear on what you want in life. Check out my blog, coaching packages, manifestation journal, my book, The Five L's of Living Marvelously, and more on my website, livingmarvelously.com. 
Are you ready to create your marvelous life? As women, we can feel the pressure to make sure everyone else is okay before we take care of ourselves. That needs to stop. Hi, I'm spiritual coach Lori Jonas, and I'm empowering women to unleash their authentic selves and live marvelously. It's time to get clear on what you want in life. Check out my blog, coaching packages, manifestation journal, my book, The Five L's of Living Marvelously, and more on my website, livingmarvelously.com. Hey, everybody, welcome to our good news segment. I want to talk about this as a great news segment. And, you know, we take on some very difficult conversations when we do these interviews, but that still means they're great news. And what do I mean by that? Because when I think about people that are creating a new narrative, a new way to see the world, a new way to understand the inner makings of oneself to help the world understand itself better, I think about Mark, Mark Eckert, CEO of Common. Now think about this on National Day of Racial Healing. We need healing. All of us need healing. But if you take in the pathway and you attempt to even begin to understand racial conflict and find yourself scratching your head, join the group. Uh, Mark, I don't think that's an understatement. Those of us that have grown up, you know, in communities with people of color, my own story, finding out later in life that I'm actually not really Italian, I'm actually Brazilian. I mean, there, <laughs> that's another show, right? But exactly. can you imagine the shame a family has that they hide something like that? Because they never thought the internet would point out my grandfather's birth certificate. But that's really where I want to start with you. Here you are coming to the forefront. You must have had an epiphany about your own inner knowing. Something must have happened to you where you said, I thought I knew this. I'm not sure I do. But when we think about one million truths, uh, it's such a powerful statement, and it had to come from you, who has a powerful heart. What blew open your heart? Wow. Well, first, Pat, Dr. Pat, it's wonderful to be here. Thank you for that introduction. So what blew open my heart? The truth is, is I got to a point where I didn't know how to respond to the things that were happening in my life. I didn't know how to respond to the people who were rolling the window down on their car and yelling at me and telling me to get out of the neighborhood. I didn't know how to respond and process being physically threatened. And I didn't know how to respond to private security personnel who would approach me as I was parked in my car taking business calls, only to share that numerous people had reported my presence. And in each of those occasions, I was no more than three or four blocks from my home. So it was quite shocking and startling. So I was at a place where I was very angry. I was alone and I felt just inadequate and unequipped to deal with what was happening and unfolding in my life. And the thing that really broke and opened my heart was I wrote a Facebook post that got tremendous response. And it was in the response of the people who came forward and said, we love you and we support you and we believe in you and we can't believe that this is happening to you. And it also came in the form of the responses of people who were just shocked, completely shocked that I had dealt with the things that I listed in that Facebook post. And so when I stepped forward 
and sat down to record my truth, I found it to be a cathartic, powerful, liberating experience. And that has opened up my heart even more. And that's the reason why I'm able to do this work. And I'm so determined to bring it to the world and share it with you and your audience. Yeah, I had to ask that question because, you know, those of us that have gone down the pathway and have been shocked by the degree by which racism governs consciousness, um, literally shocked. I've been called naive. Okay, I don't mind that. But then what do you do with that? Are you capable of taking that heart opening, mind opening, consciousness opening and and walk down a pathway? You know, one of my favorite poems, and I'm a kid from the Bronx. So you just have to understand a little bit where I come from. I mean, I show up as Dr. Pat here, but I'm just saying I'm a kid that grew up in the projects in the Bronx. Okay, you you know what I'm saying? And I do, you know. But here I am today because my heart got blew open and I decided to start a network, which is going to be all inclusive. We're launching multiple channels. One of them will address these issues. I have four hosts now that openly talk about racism, what we can do, how our grandsons, granddaughters can grow up differently. But I want to ask you you this. Someone said to me, Mark, and I'd love for you to comment, Pat, you're taking on something that's out of your pay grade. <laughs> Just say it. So I listen a lot. And then they said to me, it's a conflict that can't be addressed. Now, the first part, I kind of blew off. The second part, I'm telling you, I am from the Bronx. You tell me I can't do something and I am like all in your face. But this can be addressed. Perhaps, Mark, not in the way we were addressing it. Can you tell us how what you're doing, how you're doing it, is going to also now blow open and create a new narrative? Absolutely. So there's examples of success. Costa Rica, Mauritius, smaller countries, different circumstances, but they've come from very traumatic, very violent pasts, include slavery and gender issues and all kinds of stuff. And they're some of the most peaceful countries in the world. So this can be done. There's a group of people that have been working internationally for 40 decades that have been investing in science and research and have proven methodologies to help people stop harming themselves and each other. And the truth is, is it is challenging work. You have to bring your whole heart to it. And there's incredible joy that comes from it. You do get, you do see and experience the glory that humanity is. And you're challenged personally in the highest levels. And my insecurities come up, my fear comes up, and you just have to deal with that. But the thing that brings me back to this work over and over and over again is my hope. And my belief that change is possible and we have better tools and we have, I think, an incredible opportunity at this moment where we need to come together to do something profound. You know, myself and Linda, one of my producers, we don't we didn't just pop up, by the way, Mark, and decide, uh, let me decide to create a network. No, I didn't just pop up like that. Twenty five years working my way up from the mailroom to corporate executive head of corporate diversity reporting to the president. Linda was the director of diversity um, in AT&T phone company, Belcor. And those were some of the most incredibly innovative and disappointing times in both of our careers. Yeah, And yet we had to do something then that didn't have the technology of what you're doing today. I mean, honestly, for us to, to stop the conflict, we decided to have a food fair 
and have every culture in the company open in an open forum, bring food to a food fair. Again, people thought we'd lost our minds. But here we are now in the world of AI. Even my company is created, you know, 2019 after a, a, a great video shoot with a John Legend video. We came back and we wanted to create AI for the soul. You did a study. I want to talk about the study because a lot of times when we do these calls, people don't understand the hard work and the sweat that went into getting you, Mark, to have a conversation. Tell us about the backdrop and what you had to do to bring you to this very moment. Sure. First, I want to point out, bringing people together over food, brilliant. That's absolutely something that we I want to do doing. a global one. Can you want Which, to do it with me? Yes, I'm in. I'm okay. so in. And, and moving, taking a walk, community walk, gardening, those are the things that experts tell you to do first. They actually don't tell you to dive into the meat of the conversation or the really hard, challenging, you know, charged issues. So spot on, high five for doing that. Um, so AI, et cetera, et cetera. Um, for me, it's about AI in relationship with human beings. It's about human beings stewarding this powerful technology ethically. And what I really believe is that through truth telling, through recording truth, that we'll be able to amass enough stories to get a sense of our collective experience, our triumphs, our pains, our struggles, our successes. And through analyzing, using this powerful technology, we're going to identify things that can be replicated because they're working. We're going to identify ways of thinking and behavior that are prohibiting progress. And we will identify ways to utilize resources more effectively. And the technology that we're building and we have access to is being used by governments around the world, Fortune 1000 corporations, even militaries, all in the name of doing good and being more efficient, being more precise and being more effective overall. I love that both of us are talking about this. Now, I, 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 have, I, I took a lot of grief in 2019 when I said we're building AI for the soul. We're also releasing all new technology here in about 30 days. Uh, unbelievable. And I took a lot of grief for it. Uh, people are like, wait a minute, AI for the soul? And I said, what's wrong with that? AI? Really, Pat? Have you lost your mind? I mean, seriously? No just like the food festival, just like that. But I wanna talk with you about how do we get engaged? Because I have stories, other people have stories. We have a truth to be told. You know, and Mark, when I share some things, people look at me like, really, Pat? You know, my table, okay, I play table tennis at the professional level. My table tennis coach was the national champion of Ghana, Africa. Sam Hammond, I got to know his mom, but I was really ignorant. I was, and I'm telling you, we're driving back from a tournament in Philly. We get pulled over and I wasn't speeding. And the next thing I know, we're out of the car and Sam is trying to tell me to be quiet. I'm not. And we end up in jail. And the only thing that helped us was Sam's diplomatic connections. Or I think he'd still be in jail for being in a car with a white woman. That was my heartbreak opening. And I fast forward to where we are today. I don't, I don't educate me. Are we any better off here? 
we're in a very different time than we were, let's say, at the peak of the civil rights movement. Um, we're facing challenges that we've never faced as a human species from climate change, you know, emerging technology like AI has big question marks around it. Yep. And world order is changing. The relationship of the United States and the rest of the world is shifting and will continue to shift for a couple of decades based on my research. And so I think the circumstances are very different. And that started to show itself in the truths that people were sharing very early on. Um, we heard you know, from the CEO of a very large media corporation who said, hey, you know, thousands of people raised their hands and said they had solutions during the protest, but none of us do. Um, the chief diversity inclusion officer at Nike at that time interrupted another meeting to say, look, DEI needs innovation now. It can't happen fast enough. And so that gave us reason to pause and, and to do all of this research mm -hmm. that we've been immersed in for three years. And the thing about what we refer to as racism is it's actually a form of or an expression of intractable conflict. And so by the time a conflict has gone unresolved for so long, it starts to get expressed across racial and ethnic lines. But there's a lot of things that had happened upstream in order to get there. And so an example of intractable conflict is what's happening and playing out in the Middle East right now, or the war in Ukraine, et cetera, et cetera. And the thing that makes it so challenging to solve is that intractable conflict doesn't happen from one, because of one thing. It's a combination of many things and many different tensions that combine and interact. And that's really critical to understand. And that's the doorway into deepening how we interact and how we approach and the solutions that we pursue in order to create more harmony in our communities. You know, the work that you're doing is, I, I can't tell you, I'm almost ready to cry during this interview, but I'm going to try not to. Um, I'll cry having, with you. I, uh, cry I come from a, a racially diverse family, nieces, nephews. I've watched the struggle. Um, I'm still trying to understand how my family wouldn't tell us Grandpa was a farmer in Brazil. <laughs> Still, I, have to, I haven't unpacked that yet. Maybe you can help yeah. me with that. But I want to talk about common for a minute. Um, and I want to talk about every heart opening doesn't turn into an action. You know this, Mark, right? I know yeah. this. But yeah. this is turned into an action and a call to action. Can you tell us about the company and tell us the call to action? I, I want to know in your unleashed, unrestricted, unstoppable vision, where do you want to see us six months, a year from now? I'm very clear about that. I believe racial conflict and ethnic conflict is a dire distraction from larger problems and dynamics that are playing out. I've already referred to them climate change, changing world order, and this big question around emergent technology. We absolutely need to come together in ways that we have never we never have throughout history. It is really, really important. And there is so much locked up tension and potential and conflict that if we can just work through it and heal and reconcile mm -hmm. enough of those differences, we'll have an unleashing of creativity. Yeah. I mean, look at. I, I just pointed out that little food festival that that Linda came up with, actually. And you know what it took for her to do that? She put her entire career on the line yeah. because none of the conversations were working. You know, clearly we were a pro proactive company, really by need. I mean, when you're a high tech company and you are the company that has Arno Penzias in it, then you better figure out how to get the best of the best. 
I love what you're talking about. Can we take a moment? I know this is a short interview, but I want to just spend these few minutes here with you. And I want to ask you, you have many examples. You have many things that we could look at. I want to know how people find out more, how they get involved. You know, where do people go? Where should we send them? Thank you for that. Uh, your friends and community members and, and audience members can go to onemilliontruths.com. We spell one and million in truths with an S out. So it's onemilliontruths.com. There you can record and upload your truth and have your story be registered, be acknowledged, and be part of many solutions that we're going to generate as a result of having this massive database that can be analyzed with AI. And from there, we're going to come together and design solutions. And I'd like to train one million people to be bridge builders. Perhaps we create a group of, or a force of ambassadors who move from neighborhood to neighborhood as representatives, representatives of their communities. So there's a lot of things that we haven't tried in this country because we just haven't amassed enough people who are willing to go for it. And that's my help. So please go to onemilliontruths.com. And, you know, um, I want to uh, ask you this last question. I love that you're presenting to us how conflict is a, distra a distractor. It, it really takes us away. And look, I'm not naive. I know some governments use conflict as a way to move us away from the target. But you're bringing us right on point. You're bringing us back. You're bringing us back to a singularity of focus to really look at this is the thing, folks. And from this thing and from the healing of it, so many other things will allow us to step forward. I would love to know, Mark, your personal message, when you bring it all together, when you wake up every day, what is the message you're telling yourself and therefore the world? Hmm. When I push through my frustration, my fears and my anxieties, what's there and what has always been there is the fact that I love humanity. And if we can just do enough to remind people that they love themselves, and they love the person to the left mm -hmm. and to the right of them, magic will happen. I want to thank you so much, not just for showing up here today and joining me, but I want to thank you from taking your heart opening into a heart movement. Because without action, right, it's like my mama used to say to me, my mama, first child at 12, second child at 13, she used to say, girls, let me tell you all. Here's the deal. Faith without work is dead. <laughs> it took me 40 years to figure that. And you know what you're doing? You're bringing faith and work together to create an extraordinary movement. Thank you, Mark, for all you're doing. Oh, thank you, Dr. Pa Dr. Pat. That means a lot. Really appreciate it. I want to encourage all of you to get engaged and get involved. This is 2024. We're calling it the year of more. That means more involvement, more engagement, more activity. 1 million truths, T R U T H S dot com. I know you've got a story to tell. Please engage. Please step forward. Please join the world where greater things than these all of us can do. We'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.